Hey Mom Spaghetti listeners, I featured my favorite songs from Vins in episode 35, Pop, Drop, and Roll, and I'm playing his most recent song, Back Then, Under Me Now. Vins even premiered two never-before-heard songs on the episode, so make sure you check it out. The 20-year-old is from Denmark and has a love for Avicii we can hear in his music. Vins was nice enough to set aside some time to talk with me about his journey so far, with much more to come. I snuck a decent amount of snippets from our conversation into episode 35, and since you're already here, you know this is the full interview. Vins is already in talks with some record labels, and with music like this, I can totally see why. Vins is constantly working, so I'm sure we'll be seeing and hearing a lot from him soon. Here's the full interview with rising star, Vins. Vins, welcome to the Mom Spaghetti Podcast, and thank you for joining me. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Absolutely. I got introduced to you from your remix of Crying in the Sun. Yeah, by Faustix. Yeah. Yes. And that was not your most recent one. That was a few years ago, right? Yeah, it was. I think it was in October last year. So I always like to find out, when did you start making music? Well, I think it was in 2015. I started producing music there and uh, I have always been interested in music and I've played drums and a little of uh, guitar and yeah, I don't know, I just fell in love with electronic music and I started enjoying it and I thought about why not just try to make some myself and uh, yeah, here I am four years later. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're glad you did. So when did you start playing drums and guitar and has that had any influence on the music that you make now? Do you incorporate what you knew from back then? To be honest, I don't think so. No. It's, of course, I know how, you know, the technical stuff of making beats. Right. Uh, since I'm really rhythmic. Yeah. Well, you're talking about knowing tempo and things like that. Yeah, tempo. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's not that I use it, like, not intentionally. I think it's just I know how to mix the correct, uh, the, the right sounds together, like when you talk drums. And I think I started playing drums in... Actually, I don't know. It was pretty, pretty early. Uh, it was because in my school we had music lessons and uh, they needed a drummer. And I was like, yeah, hell yeah, it's <laughs> freaking awesome to play drums, to see people play drums. And I was like, yeah, I will learn. I will learn that. <laughs> then I played in the band with some guys. We played mainly rock. So it was pretty fun. It was a fun time. <laughs> but I didn't really uh, take it that serious like I am now. Right. I feel like with DJing, one of the big turning points, I guess, or forks in the road is when you buy your first set or first piece of equipment. Yeah. That was in 2015? Well, no, it was actually in 16, I think. And what because was... Oh, go ahead. It was my speakers. I bought... Well, I, the thing is, I didn't have a lot of money and they were quite expensive. So my girlfriend at that time... She just, she, she was really sweet. She had a birthday and she bought me one speaker. <laughs> and then I bought the other one for my own money. <laughs> so I think that was the start, the first, yeah, the first equipment I got. And then I later on bought a sound card and mic. Later on, I bought a, a really good computer. I mean, I don't have much more than that right now. <laughs> it's just the speakers, the sound card and the computer. And if I need anything else, I, I go to my professional studio at my label in Copenhagen. So this is just my bedroom studio, as you will call it. 
Yeah, I didn't know if you had a MIDI keyboard or anything like that. Oh, actually, yeah, yeah, I have two, but I don't play piano at all. So okay. I'm just sometimes I just play around with the keys just to. I'm not really good, but normally I just draw the melody in the piano roll in my software, and uh, sometimes it's just you're getting stuck, and then it's really good to kind of have a another way of another way to make melodies and chords. So I found out that if I just plug in my MIDI and just kind of finding the key in the song, then I can make new, more unique melodies. Gotcha. But yeah, I have two MIDI keyboards, but it's not that often I use them. Well, I know you started making music in 2015. Do you remember the first song that you ever wrote and completed? Well, not exactly. And it doesn't have to be as Vince. No, it was actually not as Vince. I started out making music with a friend and we were like just exploring all genres and sounds. And I think, I can't remember the name of the song, but we finished, we managed to finish a song and put it on YouTube and we got like 20 views. It was really, we were really proud. <laughs> and uh, we showed it to everyone and they were like, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. But we knew it was shit, <laughs> but they were just polite. It was also house music, so uh, I've always been into house music, and uh, of course I've, I've tried different genres, but it started out with house, and that's also where I am now. Yeah, it seems like there's a lot of fusion going on, and it's like the two genres that have really pushed that fusion along really quickly are electronic music and rap. And yeah. so it's cool when I talk to people in either of those genres. And I like talking to guys like you, Vince, because it's interesting to hear how you're trying to pioneer a genre that's been so at the forefront of change already. Yeah, it's I think it's really hard to kind of make your own sound to either tropical house or melodic house or all those genres, which is so uh, used. And there are so many people that makes this. So it's pretty hard to make your own kind of sound to it. But I, I think over the last couple of years, I, I think I kind of found my own sound in different kind of genres. It's not only Tropical House. I mean, the Faustix Crying in the Sun remix is pretty uh, tropical. Yes, I would agree. Yeah, but I, I mean, I have some new stuff coming up, which is not tropical at all. It's more heavy, more bass heavy, but still kind of with a Vince twist, a pop twist. As we're talking about it, I have a lot of new songs coming up which is in completely different uh, genres and it's i mean people normally ask me like what genre do you do or do you make and i'm like uh, i don't know i just make what i what i want to do <laughs> well that's yeah. how it should be yes but people just ask me what, what what kind of music do you do i'm always like i don't know <laughs> i mean <laughs> listen in the radio what genre is that and they're like that's everything and i'm like yes <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> Everything. It's so true, though. It feels like, and that's sort of dovetails from the conversation that I was starting, which is that it seems like all of our genres are fusing together and the yeah. lines are so blurred now, which I think is really cool because it's almost like, I mean, music was the mass communicator and great connector for so many years. And now it is even more so because I feel like it's bringing all these people from all these different worlds and different fan bases together. And I love that kind of stuff. I completely agree. It's really nice to blend two different, completely different genres and make something completely unique. And it can unite people from all over the world and kind of connect with the music. I always think about people that doesn't even speak English or speak Danish as me. 
is like listening to my music and likes that. I mean, the music can connect people in so many ways. And I feel like that's really, it's really nice for me to kind of express my, my, not my feelings, but just how I want music to sound. I mean, people cannot really, I don't know how to say it. It's just like, I think I lost it. <laughs> no, you were talking about people being connected by music and you were saying that the music that you make is not so much a message, it's more an emotion. Yes, I guess exactly, that's, exactly. that's how I interpreted what you were saying. Yeah, yes, that's what I meant. It's like, <laughs> it's more, it's not really, of course, the lyrics is always kind of a message, but I feel like in my music, it's the whole song, also the music is like a feel, like an emotion. So it's not really, if you say, let's talk about my newest single, back then, he sings, everything, everything was, was better. better back then. Maybe we yes. were better as friends. Yes, friends, yes. And that's, of course, that's a, everyone can kind of relate to that, I think. <laughs> but it's also, also, the music is just blending so good together with the lyrics, I think. I mean, it could be a sad love song if you just put in some sad piano. And if you just, you know, put some electronic happy elements in, then it kind of become a sad lyrics happy song. And uh, I think it's really cool to do that. Yeah, well, I guess that would be your little Vince twist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I had a few questions and you went around one of them. But one of the questions <laughs> uh, that I had... No, no, no. Don't apologize at all. <laughs> You brought up back then. So I wanted to find out, did you have a hand in writing any of those lyrics? And I don't think there's anyone on the credits on Spotify for that. Is that you singing or is it somebody else? No, there is two writers on it besides me. But uh, unfortunately, I, I did not write this. It was actually a song I started producing on last summer. So it's uh, over a year ago uh, because I got some vocals for a really good friend of mine called Ryan. He is in a duo called Hikari, which consists of him and his girlfriend, Shai, and uh, they write songs. And then uh, he kind of pitched this vocal to me back then. And I was like, this is this is really, really good. But it was kind of like an acoustic version. So I was like, Ryan, I gotta try to make something with this. And then he sent me the acapella and then I did my thing. Then uh, I think I had a finished version, which is almost how it sounds today already at september but then there was some problems with the contract and stuff which is not really it's not what i want to focus on now but mm -hmm. that's why it, it took so long time but in april everything went all right and uh, we uh, managed to release it yeah i'm really happy that we did that because it's i love that song i'm glad you love it i think back then is probably my favorite of yours maybe top two with the new release of copenhagen hopefully coming soon yeah yes his girlfriend, Shy. That's not Shy Martin, is it? No. Okay. I was just curious. I know she's oh. European. I think she's Swedish. Yeah. Yeah. I think she is. But uh, he is, Ryan is from England and okay. uh, Shy is from India, I think. So um, that's not her. <laughs> <laughs> they are really good. But to get back to what you asked, they are in the credits in Spotify. I'm pretty sure they are. They should be, including myself. I wanted to find out from the question that we skipped around because we did go right to back then. But when you work with artists on the top lines, because I guess my assumption, if you're not the one singing back then, do you ever sing? 
Mm, yes. Yes. But, uh, nah. Not in public. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, to be honest, I have recently uh, wrote a song with a songwriter because I have written a lot of songs. Uh, you know, Copenhagen. I have written with a songwriter and Live Without You. I also sent you. I have also written that with a songwriter and a bunch of other songs. But none of my songs, which is out there right now, I have actually written the lyrics on. But a lot of the songs that is upcoming right now have been in the lyrical process. So um, what I want to say with that, uh, yeah, yes, I do sing a bit because I, when I write the lyrics with my songwriter, she's always like, Jonas, you have to try singing. You have to try recording yourself because it, you are actually pretty good if you just try and maybe work a bit on your voice. And I'm like, yeah, 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 sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, so recently I recorded myself singing. And uh, since I'm a really uh, kind of shy guy, I fucked it up with a lot of autotune <laughs> so you can't even tell it's me you can't you can if you know my voice but it was not that bad so uh, maybe one day i will feature my own vocals who knows it is possible but for now i, I think i will rely on some talented singers and not me <laughs> not myself <laughs> well that's what i would do if i were in your position i know anytime i sing out loud people please stop, <laughs> please stop. <laughs> yeah there's that famous line they say who sings this tell them and they say let's keep it that way yeah yeah. it's like i've heard that (laughs) way too many times in my life i have heard that too (laughs) (laughs) we can bond internationally over being asked not to sing (laughs) (laughs) so you sent me two songs that have not been released yet and i wanted to talk a little bit about those i wanted to find out a little bit about copenhagen which is obviously the capital of denmark where you grew up and are living now and so if you could just tell me a little bit about Copenhagen, the meaning behind the song and what went into making that song. And then please end with when we can expect it to be released. Yes. That was a lot of questions. Okay. Let me know if you need me to repeat. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So Copenhagen was actually, uh, the musical idea was an idea I started right here <laughs> where I am right now with a friend of mine called uh, Rasmus. He's a really, really good guitar player and he's also singing. And uh, I had some chords and I have a little track idea. And I was like, Rasmus, can you play a catchy, basic finger play? And he was like, like this. And then he just, and I was like, that's really, really good. We recorded it and uh, he just sat in my, my chair and was just jamming and I was like just focused and I think I, I, I was just in the mood, in the producing mood for like two hours and then I had a rough idea and uh, we were like, yes, this is this is really, really good. And he was like, yes, yes, Jonas, this is a... He was not that excited. He was like, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's okay. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, wait until you, you hear the vocals. <laughs> I, I could just... Imagine how it will sound with some sick vocals. And then I called my songwriter friend called Marie. And uh, I was like, hey, I have this new song. We should write this together. And she was like, yeah, I will come to Copenhagen because she lives in a city called Aarhus. It's the second largest city in Denmark, but it's in Jutland. So it's, I think it's three hours of train and car drive away. So she was like, yeah, I will come to Copenhagen. We will do that. And uh, we were in the studio and just jamming. Then she was like, what about writing a song about Copenhagen? And I was like, yeah, that could be pretty unique and also really fun because, I mean, you know that that feel when you're out traveling or you're just away from home yeah, and you just, you know, home sweet home, the home sweet home feeling. And you're like, that's also what you can hear in the lyrics as you guys haven't heard yet. But we sing, he sing. I cannot do this something. without you. 
Is that the part? No, but the, it, the thing okay. is that he, he's saying something about London and Sweden and swinging from and, the trees or something like that. Yes, something you do in different countries. Yes, but there's nothing better to be in Copenhagen. And uh, it was also actually because we didn't r- want to write another love song. <laughs> so we <laughs> just kind of do another thing. But then it turned out to be the lyrics and the, the chorus is like, I cannot do this without you. Yeah. Do I have tried, tried and, and I want, I want to. to. Yeah. Must admit that I need you. Yeah. Yeah, it is a bit, a bit lovish, but it turned out really, really good. I was going to make a comment that a lot of your songs are about love and relationships. Some of yeah. them are about almost like separation anxiety. I was like, Vince, who hurt you? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but it was not intentionally that we wrote it about love. Actually, we tried to not do it. But then (laughs) I was in the bathroom and I came in and she was like, I cannot do it. I was like, this is good. This is good. We were just feeding of each other kind of, yeah, do this. And I'm not really good at lyrics, but I'm really good at melodies. So I was like, sing it like this and kind of do it like this. And she did it and uh, it, it became really, really good. Then I produced it afterwards with the vocals. Also, as you can hear, it's a male singer. Mm-hmm. So you maybe think, who sings this? And it's, again, Ryan, the one who sings back then. Yep. I sent the vocal demo for Copenhagen to him, and he was like, yeah, this is good. And he recorded the vocals and sent it back, and uh, I mixed a bit on it, and then uh, this is where the, the song is now. I really like it. Is what I listen to, and if you want me to show it to the listeners and debut it, I'm happy to do that. Is this the final version? It's not the final version, but it will not be changed in a way that you cannot tell it's this one. I mean, maybe I will I will change a bit, kind of add some ambience or add some small elements. I'm not going to make huge changes or major changes. So it's pretty final. Okay. Do you have any expectation or guess of when that'll be released? Well, I'm not going to hold you to it. I'm just curious if it's like in a few weeks, then I get the listeners pumped up in a few weeks. It will not be released. Okay, unfortunately, but I wish to to have this one as the next or one of the next singles. But the thing is, you know, with music labels and and stuff, things take time. Also, we kind of want when we have a song, we feel like it's next level, like really, really good. I mean, I feel like all my music is pretty good, but you still have, sometimes you, you have a song which is has a special feel. Right. When you have a song like that, you kind of want to get as much out of it as you can. You want the timing to be perfect. You want yeah, everything to feel as good as the song. Yes, exactly. And, and also, we will pitch it out to major labels. So kind of hope to release it as a co-release with my label and a huge label to kind of get it out there. So the change of it being a hit will be bigger. Well, I'm excited. And thanks for letting me preview it and give the listeners a little sneak preview. Yeah, sure. Unfortunately, I cannot say when. I hope it will be like in a month or two months or three months, but I don't know. We don't have a date yet at all. In America, we refer to... There's like two words. I guess the real world, the real word, geez, I can't even say <laughs> The real word that we would use is bureaucracy for that yeah. with like all the details and how slow big companies and uh, yeah. like the record label, how slowly yeah. they move. But uh, the slang term that we use is red tape. Like there's a lot red of red tape. tape. Yeah. Just to get things done, you have to like call everyone 30 times. It's just like, <laughs> why yeah. is this so difficult? So is Copenhagen going to be released before Live Without You? That depends on... The red tape. Yeah, the red tape. <laughs> and also if 
let's say we pitch Live Without You and Copenhagen to some labels and they are like, yeah, yeah, Copenhagen is really sick. We want to release that, but we can release it in three months and then we will be like, okay, we will release Live Without You and then we will release Copenhagen with you guys later. So it, it's, it depends, it depends okay. on how it's going to be, but everything is possible. <laughs> One of the things I wanted to ask about is you've brought up Marie, your songwriter friend, a yeah. few times, and I wanted to hear about how you met her and how you guys work together, because it sounds like it's a frequent, I guess, yeah, process. It was really frequent in the start of this year. We haven't been talking that much uh, lately because she has been busy with a lot of stuff and I've been busy with a lot of stuff. And of course, she lives three hours away. Yeah, three hours away, which is not that much, but... When you have a full-time job, it's also kind of hard to drive three hours away and make some music. And you know, with music, it's you can kind of it's like a black hole that takes all your time. You're just sitting and jamming, and then suddenly five hours is is gone, and it's like oh sh shit. <laughs> uh, uh. So yeah, but my collaboration with her is really good. She is really really good at the lyrical part of it. She's also really good at melodies, but I'm not that good at lyrics at all. It just starts with her humming a melody or saying some words. And then I kind of come with my idea of, of a melody to the words. And then she, you know, it's like a ping pong effect. Then she comes with something and then I get inspired by that. And then it becomes a song. I think we have written five songs together now. Six songs, maybe. So it's still pretty new, but it's also, uh, I mean, you cannot really tell we are new friends. I think the music and the lyrics is really good. So I think we work really good together compared to we haven't known each other for that long time. How did you guys get connected? Did someone introduce you? We were just friends and I know she liked music. I just didn't know she wrote music. And then I think it was in 16 when I was kind of starting with music and I was like, yeah, I have this song. Can you maybe write some lyrics for it? And she was like, yeah, yeah, sure. And at that time, she was not that good and I was not that good. So it sounded like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shit. But that was in January this year. And then it was uh, magical. I mean, it was really good. I think Live Without You was the first song we wrote together. Have you done any traveling for tours or anything like that? Do you play shows in Europe or not, not at yet? all? Not at all. I have traveled a lot, but not with music. <laughs> right now, people ask me a lot, especially on my Instagram, because it's going really good with my Instagram. So I have a lot of followers from Brazil and the US and East Europe. And uh, they all ask me like, when are you coming to Brazil? When are you coming here and play? And I'm like, yeah, but I have to get some more fans there before I can get shows booked. I also feel like I'm more like a producer than a DJ. So I'll rather just stay in the studio and make some music. So I, I will not go out and kind of DJ just to DJ. Mm -hmm. If I should DJ, it will be because of my name and my music. Right. I can understand that. Yeah, I, I don't want to go out and just play a lot of different music just so people should sing along to it. I feel like if I come and play, I should play my own music and they should sing along to that. So I'll just wait until uh, someone books me because of me. <laughs> yeah. Once you put out Copenhagen, man. Yes, yes. That's, that's, the, that's, the, that's the goal. Well, fingers crossed. And if we can help you at all with the podcast, yeah. then... Yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah. I mean, Copenhagen is also a pretty good name for a song because it kind of puts Denmark on, uh, you know... On the map. Yeah, on the map. And I mean, of course, there is 
Danish successful musicians and talented musicians, but none of them has kind of dedicated uh, Denmark or Copenhagen as much as we do, like the title of the song. (laughs) So I think it could be... Also, you know, Live Without You actually uh, used to be called Without You. (laughs) And I was like, no, we are not naming it Without You because there is millions of songs called Without You. Of course, Live Without You is also pretty used, but it's not that used uh, than Without You. So I think Copenhagen, if you search Copenhagen on Spotify, I think it will be pretty unique that it will come up as the first song. You're a marketing genius. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's uh, also kind of a a side you have to think about. It's not only the music, it's business. Right. Yeah. I have two questions that are sort of related. The first one is, Vince, are there any singers who you listen to in your spare time and you think to yourself, I would love to have them do a top line on one of my songs? Uh, Definitely. I mean, Sam Smith is really, really, really good. I love his voice. I recently released a short remix on my Instagram of his uh, song, Dancing with a Stranger. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I messaged you about that one. That was so good. Yeah. And uh, also Allo Black is also amazing. And Sandro Cavasa, he is not that known, but he has uh, sung a lot of uh, Vici's songs. I do know Sandro Cavasa. I have to look up which song I featured with him on the podcast. I think it, is it Used To? Is that him? Like We Used To. Yeah, Like We Used To. That's him, right? Yes. Uh, yeah, I like his voice. Yeah, he's also really, really good. And he's from Sweden. Oh, really? Yeah. Who was the second name you said in between Sam Smith and... Uh, Allo Black. Oh, I... Okay. I was going to make a comment. Well, first of all, when you said Without You, Sandra Cavassa, I think that's the Avicii song that's yeah, called yes. Without You. So that's kind of yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Allo Black, I made a comment on one of the episodes of the podcast that I feel like he is the EDM king for the vocals because he has yeah. a song with like every big name producer. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. He's like Candyman and he has two now with Avicii. Yeah, that's true. I also have John Martin is also a really, really good singer, but he is not, I don't think his name is uh, famous. Uh, he is a singer, songwriter, which is, he's not a feature artist. I think he is uh, just behind the scenes, behind the curtains. And uh, he's, I think he uh, is the male singer on the, the Swedish House Mafia, Don't You Worry Child. Oh, really? He has sung a lot of the songs for Swedish House Mafia. He has a really, really sick voice too. So it will be incredible to work with any of those singers. That would be good. Definitely. I mean, I ended my little mini rant on Aloe Black with, I feel like I would love for Aloe Black to release an album that's all EDM and each track Uh, is with a different producer or DJ. Yeah, that would be cool. Because he's getting close to being able to do it. He's already got like five or six. Yeah, that would be so cool. (laughs) On a similar note, I know sometimes DJs and producers work together, but it seems like also in the EDM world and the electronic community, one of the biggest things is doing remixes of other people's electronic songs. And I know you've done some. So are there certain DJs who you'd love to work with? And then on the flip side, is there any DJ who you think to yourself, if this DJ ever remixed my work and put out a remix, like a bootleg or a real remix of my original song, I would feel like that's it. I've made it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Well, I cannot really hide. I'm a huge Avicii fan. We all are. Yeah. So if he were here today, I will definitely say say him. But I think I will. I mean, Kaigo is also really, really uh, sick. I, I love his stuff and uh, I love his transformation. Yeah, that's how you said it, right? Yeah, he started out so tropical. Yes, I love his transformation for like, he was so tropical and now he's more like, it's still tropical-ish, but it's more, it's a lot of different stuff now. And um, I think that's pretty cool. And also, uh, Sigala is a huge inspiration for me. And of course, I also love to collab with uh, Martin Garrix, but it's not really I was wondering if you were going to say him, actually. Style. Yeah, I mean, of course, uh, we could we will make some some fire, but it's, <laughs> I, I I don't know if it's the exactly same genres, but uh, I mean, I think we will make some some fire. But he's not into the, those tropical vibes. Yeah, his music's either like I don't want to say darker, but then some yeah, but I, I get you. Yeah, it is this kind of darker. But he is also kind of doing a lot of different uh, genres yes. at, at the moment. And uh, it's really, really cool. Have you heard his song, Dreamers? I don't know if I have. No, it's a completely different style. It's really unique. And I think he has kind of... Um, he wants to get rid of that label people put on producers and DJs. Like, if you have made Big Room and really hard EDM stuff, then you can't do pop and other stuff. And I think he's really experimenting with a lot of stuff. And um, I think that's pretty cool. Is he the one who did Ocean with Khalid? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because that's so different. Like, I remember when he first came out, he put out Animals. Like, that was his first yeah, big hit. Yeah, that's different. Right, I know. They're like, yeah. they almost couldn't be more opposite. Yeah. But I love Ocean. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Also, Khalid is... Actually, I will also love to collab with Khalid. Yes, well, his <laughs> voice is... you can go back is... in the singers list. Yeah. <laughs> I'll throw back in there. I mean, all these guys have that, like, really smooth voice. His voice is really crisp. Yes. You can just hear it's him and uh, everything he charges uh, turns into gold. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. I also really like Silence with Khalid and Marshmallow. Yes, those two, both of them. Uh, uh, Really good. Really, really good. You should definitely uh, check out uh, Martin Garrix's Dreamers. Dreamers. Yeah, Yeah, I have it tapped into my phone. More chilled than Ocean, so it's pretty nice. I don't think it's a huge hit, but it's really unique. I will definitely check it out. Yeah, good. I wanted to find out, have you been to a lot of EDM shows or even just shows in general? Or are you not very big on the concert circuit? No, I'm I'm not really uh, into concerts. I mean, I'm not really a fan of being in the middle of a thousand people and being, I think it's too crowded. Mm -hmm. So I have actually never seen a famous DJ live. I have seen some no-names DJs in clubs, of course, mm-hmm. but I have not uh, been to an official concert. Of course, I, I will do it sometime, but for an hour, I haven't really had the feeling. I, I mean, I could just go to go to YouTube and see the set, <laughs> but I know it's not the same feeling, but yeah. Yeah, I was just curious. I know you said you like to travel, even though you haven't done it too much for touring. Have you been to the States? No. No, not, uh, yet. not yet. I will love to. I have some friends there and uh, they have told me I can just go there and stay with them and we'll go on a road trip. And uh, yeah, I will come to the States for sure. But, uh, you know, I'm I'm only 20 years old, so I will wait until I'm 21. <laughs> I, I, wasn't, I, was, uh, I wasn't sure. I was trying to figure out how old you were, but you're only 20? Yeah. Damn. Well, you're, uh, you're on a good path and a good trajectory. 
Thanks. Yeah. But, but uh, I have kind of uh, hidden my age everywhere because there was a time I had my age in uh, Instagram and I had my age on Facebook. But the thing is, when you're having birthday, you have to go in and change on all your social media. And mm-hmm. I forgot to change it on Facebook since I was, I think it was, I was 18 or 17. So I was, uh, there was, I uh, can't remember what the name was, but it was like a site on or an Instagram page that was uh, sharing my music. And they was like, new new single from the 18-year-old Dane, Vince. And I was like, uh, guys, I'm 20. <laughs> and they were like, sorry, we just saw it on Facebook. And I was like, yes, I will, I will delete this now. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. You're like, the last thing I need is every year on my birthday to be like, ah, oh, crap, I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> well we're ready for you in the states hopefully you're touring at some point in yes. the future yeah it'll be really fun do you have anything that the listeners should be on the lookout for other than copenhagen and live without you well yeah i have a lot of new songs coming up i can say a few few titles <laughs> Of course, this is just work in process, so it's not uh, official that anything of what I'm saying now will come out. But I have a song called Mine, Takes Time Child, Underwater, Up and Away, Streetlight, Over Now, Copenhagen, Live Without You, Be Yourself, Naughty, Prom. Naughty? Yeah, Naughty. Okay, (laughs) Prom? Yeah, Prom. And uh, let's see, Homebound, Going Crazy. Damn, Vince, you're a busy man. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, that's just a few. (laughs) That's just a few. Yeah, that's only the ones with vocals. I mean, then I have a lot more without vocals. So, yeah, I have a a lot of music going on right now. Well, I know you mentioned the black hole and that certainly exists. Yeah, yeah. I've talked to a lot of artists about that. And even for me, like when I'm making the podcast, it's like I'll look up at the time every once in a while and just be like, yeah, what? That really yeah, just happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. One of the guys I interviewed put it really well. He said, if you find something that makes four hours feel like four minutes, do that. Yeah, exactly. That's so true. And I only had one other comment about this is like way back when you were talking about Copenhagen and writing it mm-hmm. with Marie, you were saying that it just came out so easily. And then right after you were talking about how you think all of your songs are really good. And then there are some that just feel a little bit more yeah and like really special and i Mm -hmm. think that from the artists i've spoken with it seems like there is just that feeling especially when it comes out so easily and it's like magic is just in the room and then somehow coincidentally or maybe not coincidentally those are the songs that wind up becoming the biggest and the most popular and i just think it's kind of crazy from talking to you as you know me just the guy who hosts the podcast but also for you guys as artists to have been there in the room when it was so easy to make the song and then to hear how great the song turns out it's like there really is magic in the room yeah i mean i I still have the early demos i I did with rasmus and uh, sometimes i I just listen to that and i I could hear the 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 idea was there and suddenly the vocals was just it it just felt right and then uh, it became such a sick song so fast it was not i mean sometimes it's you you have to kind of force the creativity because you are kind of you have some writer's block or but when this happened and i mean when this happened it's just it's just amazing because you're in that mode where just you can just use four 
six, eight hours just on the on the screen and, and you forget to eat or drink or anything. It was just like, you forget time and place. Let's have fun in Copenhagen. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Way to bring it full circle. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, don't die on me, Vince. You got to eat. <laughs> All right. All right, so we'll obviously be on the lookout for all of those songs and, of course, Copenhagen as well. Honored that you shared that with me and, of course, the listeners as well. Of course. We'll give them a little sneak preview of that coming out, hopefully soon. And I wanted to make sure I got to ask you, Vince, I hope you had some time to think for the signature question of Mom's Spaghetti, which you knew was coming. Yes. If someone gave you a vinyl record player and enough cash to purchase your first five vinyl records, what would be the first five albums that you would go out and buy? I have thought about a, a lot about that question. And to be honest, I am not an album guy. So it's pretty difficult to me uh, for me to say because I feel like I like albums, but I'm not a huge fan of albums because I feel like they are kind of they're always songs that get lost in between the more popular songs. I mean, let's talk about Avicii's album True. I mean, Wake Me Up, of course, massive hit. Hey Brother, there is three, four massive hits, but then there is like eight songs which only like there's of course a lot of people know them, but it's. I feel like if, if I should do an album, I feel like I put such a lot of work in 12 songs or 10 songs, and then it's only the three of them that gets all the attention. So, yeah, but back to the question. Hey, I, <laughs> I have picked uh, <laughs> for the first one, Avicii True, because yes. I feel like it's uh, such a legend album because he combined the house and country music, which was yes. so amazing. Yes. And I, I can still listen to the whole album today and tomorrow and for a long time because it's so unique. Yeah, and then I have uh, the second album. Uh, it's uh, Brighter Days by Sigala. That's simply because it's filled with good vibes. It's such different genres, but it's different. Uh, it's, it's good vibes all over. And it's uh, kind of the same kind of music I'm doing or what I want to do. So uh, I think it's pretty good. And then I have uh, also Cloud9 by Kygo. You got all your favorites in here. Yes, yes. I actually don't know why I, I want this, but it's just when I hear Firestone and all those legendary, revolutionary Tropical House songs, I feel like this is, this. I have to have this with me. Since I'm also doing Tropical House, I think that's, I, I have to have some, some original Tropical House with me. <laughs> For the fourth album, I have chosen the Tim album from Amici, the, the post-Homos album. The one that came out this year. Yeah, have you heard that? Yeah, of course. Good, good. I think my favorite one, what was your favorite one? I think it was Heaven, but that's simply because I know that uh, that's the only song Amici has produced and done everything by himself. They have not touched that. Okay, I am glad you're confirming what I thought based on what I heard, because I know I featured when the album was released I had SOS, Freak, Bad Reputation and Heaven and I made yeah. a comment while Heaven was playing that it sounded like the most complete Avicii song of all of yeah. them it was the only one that sounded truly like he had completed most of it or yes. all of it I feel like SOS is really really sick and I feel like Bad Reputation it's pretty funny because those songs you just uh, named it's also it's just my favorites on, on the album but Bad Reputation is also really good and Freak is pretty nice also but I feel like those songs you can hear it's, it's they are produced and written very well 
And it's not that Heaven is not produced good, but you can hear that's truly Avicii. It has a different sound. And of course, the, the songs is sick no matter what, but Heaven is simply my favorite because I, I mean, in the credits, there's only Tim Bergling. And in all the other ones, there are all the other producers. So I, I feel like that's the last song by him. Yeah. And so. the sound that you're talking about, it's funny. I feel like that's a really good representation of how difficult it can be sometimes yeah. to put music into words. It's like, how do you describe exactly. that sound and that vibe that Avicii captured so well? And I mean, no one else can completely remake that sound. No, no, no. I mean, I'm sure they had so many talented and really, really good songwriters and producers working on this album. But you can still hear that Heaven is the only song that is made truly by Avicii or Tim. Yeah. I mean, no matter how many talented or good producers you have, you cannot really, you cannot copy that or remake that Avicii feel there. Yeah. So number five. Number five, <laughs> I was like, now I have uh, too many DJs and producers. So, you know, in Denmark, when it's autumn and winter, it's uh, pretty cold, gray and dark. So you get a bit depressed. So uh, I thought it would be really good to have uh, some Ed Sheeran to kind of uh, drink a cup of tea and uh, eat some cake and uh, listen to Ed Sheeran X. X. Yeah. Okay. So... I have a few comments. The first I'll talk about because I can transition this and make it make more sense for stream of thought. But somebody on Twitter asked me to make a list of my top albums of this decade. Mm. And I had X by Ed Sheeran in the top 25. And I had True by Avicii, I think at number seven, but it was definitely in the top 10. Yeah. Then I wanted to say, as far as heaven is concerned, you know, everything we were talking about still rings true, of course, with Avicii and that sound, but it's almost like creepy or not creepy is the wrong word because it has such a negative connotation, but like gives you chills that the last song he yeah. made was called Heaven. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's just like every time I heard that, I hear this song and I hear Chris Martin's voice and when he sings, I think I just died and, and went to heaven. I was like... Uh, I yeah. cannot really, I cannot bear it. It's, it's, it's really, it's giving me chills. The only other thing I was going to say, Vince, was that his sound is so unique and so distinct, especially on stuff like levels and yeah, fade yeah. into darkness. But I think in your comment, like the first one you chose was true. But for a song like Wake Me Up, not only was it revolutionary, but it seems like it sparked another genre. And I don't often feel like DJs are that close to Avicii's sound, but with some of your songs, I really hear it. And I feel like you're getting pretty close to that sound. So I love what you do and I appreciate your music and the time you spend in that black hole so that we can enjoy it. But it's really great stuff. And I love that Avicii was such an inspiration for you and still is. Yeah. And I think the music that you're making is incredible. So I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Keith. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Just like yes. chop that and like sprinkle yeah. it in through the interview. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Vince. Well, I. But I mean, it's pretty good. Uh, I think it's it's pretty good that you can kind of hear that I'm inspired by Avicii. Um, some people would say that you shouldn't uh, copy all the artists, but a lot of people don't want people to copy his unique sound, and it's like kind of negative if you sound like Avicii. 
But yeah, I think it's pretty cool that you can hear the inspiration by him. And that was why, I mean, you mentioned that you had played guitar at a young age, and that's why I was so curious. Do you yeah. still, or does that have any influence on stuff? But with people like Rasmus and Murray around, you've got a pretty good crew. Yeah, yeah, I do, I do. Now, I'll give you a chance. You don't have to stick to the TBT. Uh, I am sticking to that. Yeah, you're sticking to it? Yes. Okay. It is. Yeah, it's really sick. <laughs> so when people <laughs> have come prepared, I've given them a chance to intro the TBT, but I can like use the soundbite in the outro and you can intro the TBT if you want. Yeah. Yeah? I'll give you as many takes as you want. Now yeah, I'll just think about what I will say. But how long should it be? Kind of just a small intro. I mean, Levels was the first electronic song I heard. So it kind of maybe I think it was it was already in 2011 but maybe it was where my mind kind of started thinking about electronic music and maybe that's why I am here today. That was good because I liked what you said and I'm going to use it because that was heartfelt. The only other thing that's left is if you can just give some help with the outro and just say I'm Vince, thanks for tuning in to Mom's Spaghetti where everyone eats or whatever variation yeah. you want to say. Yeah, sure. So uh, should I say, hey guys, or oh, I know, of course it's an outro, <laughs> i say, bye guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah. I'm Vince, thanks for listening to Mom's Spaghetti Podcast, where everyone eats. Hey, thanks Vince. Is that, is that good? <laughs> yeah, it was great. I mean, you could do another try if you want, but I, I thought that was good. Yeah, I felt like it was, it was okay, yeah. All right, great. Thanks for tuning in, fans of Mom Spaghetti and Vins alike. New episodes of Mom Spaghetti drop every Thursday, so I'll be back then. As for Vins, we'll be somewhere between patiently and not so patiently waiting for Copenhagen, Live Without You, and any other songs coming soon. Until then, rest assured I'll be listening to Vins while the good weather's still here. I'm Keith Cohen, your host of the Mom Spaghetti Podcast. One more huge shout out and thank you to Vins, and of course to you, the listeners. 